Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. I'm Jason Stein, publisher of Automotive News, and this is Daily Drive for Tuesday, April 6th. If government needs a larger dose of business acumen in the halls of the Capitol, Bernie Marino is all on board. Today, the long-standing car dealer, who used 2020 to return to the dealership spotlight, is entering into a whole new light, the political side. He's announcing his run for U.S. Senate in Ohio, in a race where the incumbent will not seek re-election in 2022. For Marino, it's an opportunity to bring business into government. He's been a lot of things over the years, and entrepreneur certainly fits the bill. As a longtime automotive retailer, he's prided himself on innovation and the use of technology to change the retail experience. Now, in a massive career twist, he's innovating in his own way. In this exclusive interview, he talks about his Senate run, his vision for the future, and the pathway forward for auto retailing. We've reached Bernie Marino in Cleveland, Ohio. Bernie, it's great to talk to you. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. Well, it's, it's been a little while since I talked to you last. It was actually amazingly last August, and I want to, I want to get into how, how the world has changed for you in a little bit. But I know one thing that's going to change, and that's your announcement today. So uh, you are running for U.S. Senate in Ohio. And tell me when you decided that you wanted to do this, how long you've been working on this. Well, so for me, I never, I always was uh, very politically active and engaged. Uh, my father was uh, the equivalent of what would be the Secretary of Health in South America, where we're from. Uh, my oldest brother was ambassador from Colombia to the United States. And so I always thought, he, you know, he was a politician in the family, and I was the car guy in the family. Uh, but over the last 12 months, I uh, got deeply, deeply concerned about the direction of this country. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of us who came from uh, Central in South America and Cuba that uh, see what socialism brings. And that playbook I see unfolding in the U.S., something I never thought for a second would ever happen in a country like America. Uh, so very concerned. Certainly uh, the new administration has, has uh, taken that ex- fear and ex- exponentially made it worse. And then honestly, Jason, most importantly, I've been around a lot of politicians for a long, long time, and I just don't think they can get it done. I think it's the same uh, they, it's the same old, same old. They want to get elected, they want to get reelected, and they want to monetize their power. And for me, it's about being a public servant and doing uh, things in a positive way for the people of Ohio. So how long had you been considering this, Bernie? I always I always looked at myself and thought I'd be on the outside. I think like most uh, car dealers, like I think most of uh, dealers in the U.S. were politically active. Uh, certainly the franchise system makes it that way. I think all of us are uh, independent entrepreneurial business people. And as a result, we tend to be interested in public policy. So I don't think I'm different than a lot of uh, car dealers in America being that way. Uh, but mostly on the donor side, we're, we're, you know, we donate to candidates that we, we like, that we know. Uh, but I just didn't feel like I could sit in the stands. I needed to put the jersey on and get in there. And uh, as the poem says, be the man in the arena and, and, and do something about it. Because there's only so much yelling at a TV you can do 
because it just keeps yelling back at you. So I uh, want to actually yeah, do positive things for the country that's really given me and my family everything. So what would we expect from a candidacy on your part? What's your platform? Well, so first of all, let me just say that uh, uh, business people are, are not very well represented in Washington, D.C. Entrepreneurs uh, and small business people are not very well represented in D.C. People who have actually created jobs, who've done things that have gotten uh, uh, things done are not well represented in D.C. And what we have there is politicians who've been there forever, decades and decades and decades, but don't know anything different. They live in a bubble. So I first is to, is to bring to D.C. that perspective of the business person and the entrepreneur and what it feels like to make payroll, uh, to sign the front of the check, as they say. In terms of a platform, for me, the most important thing is to stop this, this socialist move is my first and foremost priority. We have to uh, understand that what made America this shining uh, symbol of liberty and freedom is that we're a pure democracy uh, and not a country that's ruled by uh, big corporations or elites. Uh, it's, you know, the power belongs in the hands of the voters uh, and that the voters get to tell the government what to do, not the other way around. Secondly, I'd say this idea of cancel culture, where if you say the wrong thing, Again, I don't worry about people like you or me, honestly, Jason. You're in good shape. I'm in good shape. But if you're a mid-level executive at, at one of the car companies, for example, and you happen to have conservative views and those you express those, the idea that you could end your career or even worse, get fired for just saying what you believe, saying that you believe that we should have strong immigration, that you believe that uh, not everybody who thinks that is a racist, uh, that you think that you know, uh, biological men shouldn't play in women's sports. And you say that out loud, the next thing you know, you're compliant to HR department, brands you as a radical, and again, your career is over. And so you end up silencing speech. And just remember, if you silence speech, you silence thought. And that's not what America is about. And then number three is using the power of the office to be a convener to get actual real problems solved for people. I don't think that that's something that uh, enough politicians do, and I hope uh, to make that happen. So you've been recently active again. When you and I talked last summer, you were you were kind of back in the game. Um, you saw the opportunity of the, uh, the, the current dealership model, and um, I'm just curious now, will you retain your role within the stores that you're um, helping to invest in running? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the car, you know, the car business is a draw. Uh, it, it, as the movie says, right, it, it sucks you back in, even if you try to leave. And I really enjoyed my time back since August when you and I spoke. Uh, the Aston Martin Bentley and Rolls Royce dealership in Cleveland has done very, very well. Uh, Going to finish up that transaction with the current owner and uh, uh, buy that uh, dealership from him. And uh, I've been able to do something I've never been able to do in my career, which is work with my son, which has been amazing. And uh, the business right now is good. And I think for those particular brands, for sure, there's an enormous uh, long runway. I've enjoyed working with those executives uh, in, in a closer way because it's obviously the only brands I have. And so I'm, I'm very bullish on that part of the market and, and just enjoy uh, talking to clients and, and, uh, and working with the team. So I really, really am enjoying what I'm doing. Tell me what you're up against in your congressional district. What, is, what does that look like for you, Bernie? So I think the, the most thing I'm up against is what other people are up against, which is we're in a very divided country. I, mean, I, I think anybody with eyes and ears knows that. I mean, anybody who has friends and, uh, that all aren't the same kind of thinkers as we are. Like I'm sure like you are, you have friends on 
uh, both sides of the political aisle. And you can, you know, where political dialogue used to be uh, something that was intellectually interesting and stimulating, it's gotten to the point where it dissolves quickly and people, you know, cancel each other and uh, friendships are lost, family members are lost. I think we got to get back to a place where we can have policy discussions and disagree without being disagreeable. You know, a lot of these lessons were things that uh, were instilled in me when I worked for Saturn, when Saturn was just being created. You know, the idea that you think a little bit differently, uh, think through the eyes of the other person, uh, look to, uh, not to judge, but to understand, you know, seek first to understand was a big uh, slogan that we had at Saturn. I think what I want to bring uh, to this campaign and to the Senate race is that idea that we're, there's, we're all Americans. We all deeply care about this country. We all care about others. What's the best way to do it? Let's have a technical conversation around policy that uh, we can do in a reasonable and agreeable way. How do you run for Senate during COVID, Bernie? Obviously respecting that some people do want to get together and others don't want to get together. And of course, having large gatherings has its own implications. What, how do you do that? You have to meet people where they're at. So they're, you're exact. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think there's some people who like this format. Uh, so actually with this format, you can be really efficient. I mean, I can be, I can see eight or nine or 10 different groups in a day that would be physically impossible uh, if it were, you know, in person. Uh, but there are some people that want to meet you and shake your hand and see you. Uh, you know, so you, you, you uh, make adjustments according to, the way people want to get to know you. You uh, Like in the car business, honestly, um, you have a great website uh, that lets people know who you are, uh, that they can see you there. You have a feedback. You, you build dialogue and uh, communications with them. So uh, you, you're, you, you'll laugh, but I'm really going to approach it the same way as we do in the car business, which is that we uh, have a good online presence and uh, we do a good job of making our message be heard, that people understand it, and it's clear, and it's under- and, it, and, it, and it's impactful. And so for me, this we'll, I'll run this campaign the way I, I ran and built my car dealerships. We'll hear more from car dealer Bernie Marino after this message. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online. But you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. 
Let's talk about the car dealerships as well. Uh, when we talked in August, uh, we probably couldn't have anticipated the the, the pent up demand, the 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 good uh, financial model that uh, really at the end of last year and the early part of this year has illustrated itself. What are you seeing in the marketplace? Let's talk cars for a minute. Sure. No, absolutely. I love to talk about cars. So, so I think that what what we're really seeing, which is couldn't be better news for the industry, because you remember, I, I, if it was a year and a half ago that we had talked, there was this concern that car companies wanted to go to the customers directly, that uh, the dealership model was broken. My fear wasn't that the dealership model was broken. My fear is that the manufacturers thought the dealership model was broken and that they would uh, be the ones that would uh, uh, ensure that destruction. I think what manufacturers have seen now is that car dealers are phenomenal entrepreneurs, that we can pivot really fast, that uh, that left to our own devices, we can create good uh, gross profits and great great customer service at the same time, that we can move product, that we don't have to worship the altar of, of insanely expensive facilities. Uh, honestly, think about how crazy that conversation now seems a year and a half later, a full year into COVID, this idea that you build a 50, 60, $70 million facility seems crazy because most of our clients are seeing us online and virtually. We're doing home deliveries. We're doing home test drives. We're doing touchless sales. All that would never have happened without the dealership model existing because the manufacturer could never have pivoted as fast as their entrepreneurial partners did. And I think the good news for that is that I think the manufacturer is saying, hey, wait a second, dealership dealers are our strength, not our weakness. And so that's the other reason I'm bullish on the business. I think COVID has really changed that paradigm, not for dealers. We always knew that, but for manufacturers. If I were to ask you to take out the the crystal ball that you uh, have on your desk and, and, and to look at the dealership retail model three to four to five years out, give me a few talking points. What does that look like? I think you'll see a lot more emphasis. I don't think we're ever going to go back to the same idea of showroom traffic. Uh, where you you know you have a process built in your dealership for forty or fifty people to walk in the door and take care of them that way. I think we've we've learned really well over the last twelve months how to how to do and complete a transaction completely online. I think some of the tools uh, that we'll use will just be further enhanced. Uh, I think you'll see where the, the industry uh, uh, evolved from. Okay, we're going to list our cars online. We're going to put pictures online. We're going to put pricing online. We're going to put videos online. And now you have almost a complete experiment. I'm working with uh, Cleveland State University, where, where um, I'm proud to have the Bernie Marino Center for Sales Excellence, to do a pilot on virtual reality, where let's say, Jason, you call me and say, hey, that Rolls calling in is really great. What I do is I overnight you a VR set. You put it on and you experience that car in virtual reality. Uh, much more so than a two-dimensional picture or even a video, but that you really experience the vehicle as if you were in a dealership. And I think as that technology gets better, you're going to see much more of that. So we're really excited to partner with uh, Cleveland State University to do that. So a huge emphasis on technology going forward, as well as a changing level of customer service, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the, uh, clients uh, are going to be even more well-educated. I think uh, everybody's, uh, the manufacturers and the dealers are, are pivoting their websites to provide a much deeper level of understanding of what the product's about, uh, the features and benefits and, and education. Uh, and I think where the dealership model comes in is having that relationship. I think that's one of the things 
that uh, COVID ironically has shown is that the clients really do appreciate that relationship with that contact at the dealer. You know, sometimes we think, oh, that's kind of like the weakness. It's actually the strength because rather than be uh, price negotiators, because there's not a lot of negotiation in the era of COVID. Uh, because there's just not a lot of inventory, right? So the good news, like we always wondered, why was Tesla so successful? Well, because they didn't have any negotiation. That was part of their business model. And the way uh, dealers that didn't have Tesla had to deal with this was a lot of negotiation. So because the negotiation has been reduced dramatically, now it becomes a relationship. So Jason, tell me what car you like. What do you have now? What are you looking for in a vehicle? Let me educate you on what this one does versus that one. And sometimes it's you know a lot of complexity. Even a Bentley, you know, there's, you know, two or three different trim levels and different colors and different configurations. So I think that that sales guide is very, very appreciated. And people do like the virtualness, but they also like building a relationship with somebody they know and trust. And that's why I think the franchise model, uh, if anything, with 2020 and this COVID uh, pandemic did was really solidify how important a, a strategic benefit that is to car manufacturers. It is always a pleasure to talk with you, Bernie, not only on the cutting edge of the retail model, but also on your own uh, model going forward. What's going to be the, the uh, web address for your Senate run? Uh, so uh, I kept it the same. So www.berniemarino.com. So B-E-R-N-I-E-M-O-R-E-N-O.com. You can go there to read all about his efforts to become a United States Senator. It is wonderful to talk with you. Thank you again, Bernie. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We reached Bernie Marino in Cleveland, Ohio, and that's Daily Drive for Tuesday, April 6th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com, and for a library of nearly 300 interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Wednesday. <laughs>